We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to bring me aboard. Permission to come aboard. Welcome to the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's D.A. All right, welcome inside the freshest edition of the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks for being with us. We'll go inside the combine coming up here in just a little bit. Moraz will join me a little bit after that. And a reminder, this is the show within the show, the show about the show, the Permission Granted Podcast. And so it has its own feed on iTunes now. It's still available on wherever you've been getting it, your old iTunes feed for the DA show, the normal one that has the full episodes of the show. But it's also now available on its own feed. So go to iTunes and search Permission Granted, and you'll find us there, as well as streaming in video form on Facebook each and every week, and we tweet it out as well. The Combine is here, and then after that, we'll have the NFL drafted. There's going to be all eyes on how the testing goes down to the Combine, what's realistic, what's unrealistic, and what exercises might be a little outdated. Our next guest here on the show is Gear Goodmanson, who is the director of football operations at Test Football, which is in New Jersey, a facility that has trained guys like Joe Flacco and Patrick Peterson, Ryan Clady, who are some of the stars of the NFL before the NFL Combine and the draft. And Gear joins us here on the show right now. Gear, how are you? Hey, good. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thanks so much for joining us. You know, one of the things that really has a lot of interest when it comes to the Combine is the Wonderlick. It always seems like everybody wants to talk about the Wonderlick. In your experiences, uh, how significant should we take scores on the Wonderlick? There's always this kind of debate on whether it's relevant or not. Uh, it's it's definitely relevant in my opinion. Uh, I believe it has to, you know, do with with you know how an athlete processes information. Now, now processing information goes different for positions. I think, you know, how an athlete processes information has to, you know, you have to be better at different positions. Obviously, quarterback is a position that you you better be good at processing information quickly. Um, you know, at middle linebacker, you have to be able to make the same call. Safety, same thing. You have to be able to read the defense, read the offensive formation. Um, you know, make your calls, set up your defense, and be able to kind of read and react. So, at these, uh, I'm not taking away from any other positions, but you have to be able to think on the fly. Offensive linemen, they also have to be able to you know, be able to process information quickly. Uh, and, you know, this goes, you know, as far as it, it does. But at the same at the same time, you know, game, their game film is out there. The, the teams are going to see how 
how they played from their film. So, I mean, it goes both ways. They're going to take what they're going to take, you know, from their wonder lick, and they're going to take what they're going to take from their from their game film. So, you know, both sides have it. When you try to help out clients work towards the wonder lick, is it one of those things that kind of comes off as almost SAT prep, where you, you kind of want to know what type of questions might be on it to prepare to answer for it? Absolutely. You want, I mean, you want to be prepared for, for everything. I mean, there's no, you know, one thing that's going to be on it that they're going to be, be able to be prepared for. But when we bring on our, and our you know, our test coaches, they, they make sure that they're prepared as best they can be. So, you know, nothing comes out of left field. But obviously these, you know, everyone wants to take these kids and, and poke and prod them and, make them and take them out of their element and, and make sure that they're, they 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 feel uncomfortable so they can get them at their worst. That's what this combine process is all about, to get these kids at their worst um, so they can really try and see what they're really, really getting. But, um, you know, we've prepared these kids enough over these, you know, six, eight, 12 weeks that they're comfortable or somewhat comfortable in every situation, and they, they give, you know, a good, reasonable, well-thought-out answer, um, you know, respectively. What's the thinking behind NFL executives wanting to get these kids at their worst? Well, I mean, <laughs> millions of dollars are going to be invested, so they really want to see what is behind, you know, how this kid is really going to react or how this kid is really going to perform. What, and from a psychological um, aspect, from a psychological well, aspect, that just means that your human nature comes out when when uh, problems arise or difficulties are at their height. Both too, mentally and physically. They want to. They want to make it a long day. They want to make it where uh, you're not getting uh, a lot of sleep. They want to make it where you're not getting a lot of rest. They want to make it where you're not getting a lot of food or you know nutrition because they they stretch out this day. It's it's like hurry up and wait. Okay, so you're going to be doing interviews all day for hours. Right, but why is okay, there a better right, reflection right. on somebody's personality? Is what I'm, maybe I'm not asking this question correctly. For our audience that doesn't understand psychology, right. why is that a better, a better gauge? Well, no, it's just, it's, it's, just, it's just breaking them down. It's trying, to, it's trying to break them down in the sense that uh, trying to see, not see who they really are, but trying, to, but trying to catch them at their worst is what I'm trying to say. Right, and why is that valuable to them? Well, um, they want to see what kind of person really is deep down who they are. So, but maybe um, th- this is where this is confusing. If if you got somebody caught in traffic for six hours and they're hungry and they're late to a meeting and uh, their car is overheating, that's actually not who they really are compared to any other part of the day, isn't it? Kind of a a huge pie chart of how a human being is. They want to see. They want to see their breaking points. They want to see how they react, good or bad. So, wouldn't you try to? And I'm not saying this this service is good or bad. I'm just saying, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. If if you're the NFL talent evaluators or mental evaluators, wouldn't you mm-hmm. want to see both sides of what an athlete would be, both under duress and then, you know, when they're actually properly trained and when they're properly uh, healthy and rested? Uh, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. No. But but. But what I'm saying is, is, is they they know how they are properly trained, and and because they have the film, because they have, you know, they know where they are athletically. But they want to they they want to see them at their worst. This is kind of like a job interview at their worst at the worst state. 
That's 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 my thinking. Yeah, and that's kind of interesting because I think about all the job interviews I've ever been on. I I wonder if my if my employers, my program directors, my station directors, my my general managers would have rather have seen me at my absolute worst, like through that test, or if they would have felt like, well, that's kind of an unfair characterization of him. He won't be like that every day. He won't be starved or hungry or thirsty right. or, or fatigued. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to to want to see that part of somebody. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting whole setup of 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 how they do and an interesting process of of what these kids have to go through and. And um, you know what the combine combine is absolutely. What do you think is the biggest flaw to how we evaluate uh, talent going into the NFL draft? Um, well, I mean, the, these are all measurable tests, but you really don't know what type of a football player you are. I mean, I, you know, I believe that that game film is is really like is is three fourths. Of, of you as a player this is this is a small part yes this is my business and yes it is an important important part of this process it just it just it just shows scouts and and, and gms and coaches that uh, a player can prepare and, and and can set themselves up and make sure that they do all the right things in the offseason to make sure that they work on their you know quote-unquote flaws and what they need to work on in the offseason but um, you know, they—they—it's—I I don't think there's a flaw, but they—they've already—they've already set their their football uh, in stone in their in their four years at at whatever college they went to. So I, I think that that football-wise, that that that's all well and good. This is kind of just the cherry on top. I think the combine is kind of the 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 exclamation point, um, if you will, showing. Showing, highlighting their athleticism, highlighting their speed. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's a there's a flaw. I just think that they're they're just reinforcing it, or or making or making the scouts go back and say, oh wow, this kid looks really really athletic, or or his speed's really good. Let's go back and take a look at his film again. Since you're the director of football operations at Test Football, which has worked with Joe Flacco and Patrick Peterson, Ryan Clady, some really big mm-hmm. names in the NFL. Are there any athletes, any names coming into this combine, this NFL draft that really pop out to you that you feel like, wow, th- this guy really stands out above some of the others? I love, um, I love our guy uh, Cyrus Jones out of Alabama. Um, like I was saying, he, he put together a, a very, very good resume at the University of Alabama. Um, he put great four years. Um, he backed it up with a high level of play in high level games. Now, all he has to do is go to the combine and back that up with great numbers. And we're very confident of the work that he he has done here that he's going to do that. And we're expecting some great things um, at the combine from him. And we're excited for him and and his future in the NFL because he's the type of of kid that's that's open open to coaching and open to he's an open book basically is, is what it's what's great about Cyrus is because he comes in and he's willing to learn he's willing to be coached and that's that's what's fantastic is you, you know he's going to be a great pro because uh, he's open to new to new things and you know 
you know, unfortunately, this, that's the world of the NFL. You know, coaching changes happen. And, you know, if that does happen, he's going to be, he's going to be willing and open for it. And that's going, to, that's going to make him successful. Test football out of New Jersey, training many NFL draft picks, first rounders as well. And Gear Gamunson is the director of football operations there. Gear, this was a lot of fun, man. Thanks so much. And best of luck with all the athletes going into the combine and the draft. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Mraz joins me now. Uh, Mraz, uh, it feels like this has already been a long work week because we came off of the weekend and then we just hit the ground running when we filled in for Jalen Jones on Monday morning. Yeah, basically, it almost felt like doing an overnight weekend again where you basically don't sleep, come right in, do the show, and next thing you know, you're two days into the week. What time did you wake up to get to work? We were a 6 a.m. Eastern wake up, 6 a.m. Eastern on the air on Monday. I woke up 3 a.m. Eastern and basically flew in, and I was in the door by 4 a.m., and that included me getting ready in the morning. But you had a plan the night before <laughs> you were still a little hungover from the previous night. Yeah, I basically, I had planned my whole weekend around waking up at 3 a.m. on Monday morning. Uh-huh. I uh, We went out pretty hard on Saturday night to okay. the point, I probably stayed a little later than I thought. I stayed out till 3 a.m. Ironically, 24 hours later, I'd be waking up. Drinking what? Uh, I mean, beer shots, that kind of deal. I uh, went out with a couple other people, and uh, the night got a little late and stuff uh-huh. like that. Uh-huh. And then the next day, obviously, I didn't sleep, like, till noon. I probably got up by, like, 9, 30, 10, so I was really tired all day. Had a family party in which I proceeded to have a couple more beers. Uh-huh. And then I figured between not sleeping a lot and having a few more beers, it would put me down like an ox early on Sunday night. And I was in bed by 8 o'clock Sunday night. All right. So then you are able to sleep at 8 o'clock on Sunday night. And so you actually get seven hours of sleep. <laughs> yes, I did. And then did you end up getting a nap on Monday? Yeah. See, here's the thing. I feel like I went to bed at 8 o'clock for no reason because I still napped for three hours on Monday afternoon. Nice. I, uh, I Full 10-hour kind of uh, sleep for Morat. Yeah, it was really – I almost felt bit. So I, I said, you know what, I'm not going to say an alarm when I get home to take my nap. I'm just going to lay down. Body will tell me when I'm ready to roll. It was three hours later I got up and said, oh boy, three hours. I thought maybe an hour and a half, something like that, but three full hours. I was raring to go. Did you get to the gym that day? I did. Now, here's the thing. The gym was originally not in the plans for Monday. It was going to be a skip day. However, I ended up getting screwed over by a couple buddies of mine. They all had different excuses why they could not make a happy hour situation. Ah. So I got left in the dust with that. Um, So yeah, I ended up getting my act together and I got to the gym, which was a mistake because the gym is like ridiculously packed at the time we're usually on the air. I went of to the course. gym. Like, it was unbelievable. People come home from work and go to the gym. I had, you know, basically, you know, hitting people over, stuff like this. So I did an hour at the gym, but it was not a fun hour. I was very stressed out while I was there. Mm. So. Interesting. So, and then did you get a normal night's sleep the following night? Yeah, pretty much. I ended up going home. <laughs> Three-hour nap during the day and then got a good night's sleep that night. I ate a late dinner. I ate at 8 o'clock. I'll say this. I actually ate better because I did a couple of the diet shakes in the morning. Okay. Slept through lunch. Oh. Woke up. No breakfast besides the shakes. Yeah, slept through lunch. I realized I missed lunch. Then I had a granola bar before the gym because I didn't want to eat like something heavy because I thought I was going to have dinner like... I thought I was going to end up going out with my friends, and they screw me over. I end up waiting for my wife to get home. I didn't have dinner that night until 8 o'clock at night. Uh-huh. So essentially, by the time I got home from the gym, the normal night was I got home. I watched the San Jose Sharks and St. Louis Blues. Oh, yeah. Big Monday night on the couch oh, with yeah. a little chicken cutlet, and away we go. Yeah, I only got uh, my wake-up call since I live a lot closer than you was 4.30, and I went to bed at like 1.30. I think I got three hours. I can't go to sleep much earlier than that. Maybe 12.30 I could have gotten right. in bed by. 
So I came home after the show and I just crashed and I got like a, another three hours as well. So I think all combined it was about six hours, but that's no way to live. I, I have the ultimate sympathy for um, for guys like Gio and Jones because I used to do the morning show in Kansas City and you just never feel right. I mean, guys like here, Boomer and Carton, I know I know that life, man. It ain't no life because you're, you're, you're sleeping in shifts. You try to get three right. or four hours the night before. And then you tr- you got to get at least an hour or two the day after. Right, exactly. It's almost like instead of having an eight-hour sleep day, which will never happen, you it's two shifts that you try to divide down the middle and try to get equal ends on both sides. You try to get, in my estimation, in my experience, you try to get a total of seven. When I was working in Kansas City, I used to sleep for five hours the night before, maybe 11.30 to 4.30, midnight to 5, something like that. We were on at 6, but I lived five minutes away from the station so that I could just get up I and I feel walk like that's there. what you have to do. If you're doing the morning show, you you have to limit your commute at all costs. Well, I think Carton lives right around here, but Boomer lives out in Long Island. It's tough, man. you got to figure out a way because if you live really close, then it, it doesn't it doesn't kill you. You can wake up at 4.30 or whatever you said like, and get right there, and then it's almost like, ah, oh, you know, people get up at this time and work eight-hour days. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's not easy. And so with my night off, I went to go see Deadpool. Oh, how how'd you like it? I saw a movie Saturday. Mm, what would you say? I saw How to Be Single. What was one like is that? A comedy with the fat Australian girl who was in Pitch Perfect. Ah, uh, yes. Not bad. You know who I really like in that movie? Um, was Alison Brie in that movie? Yes. From Mad Men and from Community. I really like her. Yeah, she was she was cute. Good looking. Yeah, she is Dave Franco's fiance, I believe. Is he related to James Franco? I don't yeah, know he's Dave the Franco. Oh, his you younger know brother. I do know D- Dave Franco. Yes, he's very funny. I don't think it's James Franco's fiance. No, Dave Franco is. He was in uh, the Neighbors, and he was in uh, Yes, Twenty One Jump Street. The Neighbors is an amazingly funny movie. Hysterical. Um, people don't realize that's the Zac Efron, Seth Rogen film. Totally underrated comedy. Yeah, completely. It's one of the funniest movies I've seen in a long time. Deadpool was good. Um, if only because, spoiler alerts here, it was an extraordinarily dark and vulgar and very adult, like in sexual connotation way, comic book movie. Hmm. And so it's, you know, he's a Marvel comic. And, but it was uh, almost, almost supposed to be like mocking the Marvel comics. In some it? ways, yeah. It's kind of a spoof a little bit. And that's the way the Deadpool comic was. And I grew up reading Deadpool, but... Um, nothing is, I mean, this was really vulgar. A lot of F-bombs, a lot of sexual innuendo, a lot of outward sexual innuendo, not even innuendo, just sexual commentary. Like there's a scene where he's with two strippers and like Grand Theft Auto and they're doing the naughty. Yeah. It's, it's really intense and really dark at times. The only thing I didn't like about it was that it also employed two X-Men in it, Colossus and this like fire chick. And so I'm like, if you're going to go and kind of spoof how dopey normal Marvel superhero movies are. You can't drag a couple in. Yeah. So it was, it was, that to me felt, you know, out of place. But overall, I mean, if you're looking, if you don't like superhero movies and you want to see like an action film that has fantasy in it or whatnot, like Deadpool's a pretty good in between. And I'm kind of annoyed by uh, Ryan Reynolds sometimes, but this one he was not annoying in. I like Ryan Reynolds. You he's do? A nice, I think he's a nice lad. I think he's a nice lad. He's funny. Green Lantern was a disaster. I think uh, that's still... Yeah, I didn't like Green Lantern. I mean, that was really an awful movie. See, I think the problem is I don't look at Ryan Reynolds and I think Green Lantern. Yeah, I do. Do you? Well, only I guess only because I was looking at another superhero comic book movie. Oh, uh, that's your problem. Well, right what, there. what's what's the go-to Ryan Reynolds film? What about Definitely Maybe? 
Never saw it. Well, that's your problem. So you're not seeing good Ryan Reynolds films, <laughs> well, and then you want to criticize him. Van Wilder, that's to me. I mean, Van Wilder. Long time ago, but that was what made him famous. I guess, but Van Wilder was still trash. What? No, I wouldn't say the first Van Wilder was trash. Kind of. I bet uh, you you watch Van Wilder today, you would think differently than when you were younger. Perhaps. Okay, outside of definitely, maybe. Um, wasn't Ryan Reynolds in um, Two Guys, A Girl, in a Pizza Place? Okay. And <laughs> and I'm going back too far? <laughs> that was a good show. But you're saying that I shouldn't grade him on something that was that old. You know what my problem is with Ryan Reynolds? Yes. He looks a lot like Dane Cook when I get him confused. Yes, he does. All the time. Yes, he does. Like, I'm going back in movies and thinking, I'm like, wait, no, that was Dane Cook. I'm thinking about other movies in my head. He was in The Proposal. The he... Proposal was very funny. Was Sandra Bullock? Yeah, I never saw that. Again, you got to get your movie orders here. Well, I did see him in the uh, the Amity House Horrorville thing. The Amityville Horror. I mean, how many of those do we need to see? Well, I mean, that's there's that. Uh, what else? He was in... Uh... You really didn't see Definitely Maybe? No. I mean, he hasn't been in a lot of... There hasn't been a lot of great stuff. Well, he's got the residuals from Two Guys, A Girl, in a Pizza Place. R.I.P.D. Ripped. Oh, I, I forgot about that movie. I wanted to see it when it came out four years ago. Well, that was like he was a, a police officer that fought ghosts. He was dead, and instead of going to like having to be a regular ghost, they wanted to fight the bad <laughs> ghosts. Okay. Does that sound good? <laughs> I bet you it was pretty interesting. Boy, looking at his IMDb page, he has not really done a lot of great movies. He did a great car commercial in the Super Bowl. Though. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. He was just, he didn't have to do anything. So Ryan Reynolds is like the wheat bread here to bring both podcasts together. A little overrated? Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not a wheat bread guy at all. I don't like the whole wheat at all. So is Ryan Reynolds whole wheat when you're thinking about after power uh, rankings and, and bread power rankings? No, because I don't think anybody rates whole wheat high. I think people just eat it because they have to eat it. Hmm. Mm, what's a bread that people think is really good but is not? How about simple white bread? I really like white bread. But compared to other breads? No, I think more like... Uh, I can't believe we're doing breads again. <laughs> <laughs> rye? People think they really like rye? Ryan Reynolds. Okay, Well, there go, you go rye for Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I think we've reached a circle He's here. the rye bread of Hollywood actors. And, I mean, chicks just swoon over him. Of course. My girlfriend absolutely loves Ryan Reynolds. I mean, just is like, oh, Ryan Reynolds. What's not to love? He's a handsome man. He is. And he's kind of snarky and funny. He's everything we wish to be. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's going to take us to side B here. The side B of the PGP right now. All right. Welcome into side B of the Permission Granted podcast. I am the executive producer of the DA show on CBS Sports Radio. Sean Mraz has joined in studio. Note over the phone. No, it's not James Ward. It's Jolton Joe D'Aluizio. Joe how are you? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be back. It's good to have you back. Now, we wanted to start this about six minutes ago, but we could not because you're sitting here playing with the remote trying to put on a, a what do we call it, a UEFA? A UEFA game? No, this is the UEFA Champions League game between Arsenal and Barcelona. You got to stop, man. What do I have to stop? I mean, this is such a great game. Support the MLS. I have no problem with that if you like the soccer. Enough with watching the European soccer. Why? Hold on. Why can I... Not support European I'll soccer. I'll tell you exactly why. Because we do not want uh, to lose an NFL team to London. I think we can all agree to that. We don't want that for the travel of the Packers and the Giants. We don't want the support from London for the NFL. I, I don't. I want that support in America. Therefore, what does watching, what does me watching soccer have anything to, to do with the NFL? I'm explaining to you. 
because we Can't have wait to hear this. We have to hold strong, okay? Do you want to see an NFL franchise in London? No. Okay. But this has nothing to do with the NFL and London. That's, that's my point, though. The These pe- teams aren't even playing in London right now. The people in London see you supporting European soccer. They're going to go, we better support the uh, American football. We don't want that. Europe is more than just London and England. You realize that, right? I understand that. They're like, like America has states. Europe has countries. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like London, uh, London's a city within, like London's like Manhattan. England's like New York. You understand what I'm saying to you? You sound like an imbecile. No, right I now. understand. Like I'm just saying, like America's separated by countries. Europe is separated. No, America's, America's se- separated by countries. America, okay. America is separated by states. Europe is separated by countries. You know what I'm saying? Like North America has three countries, but they're gigantic countries. Europe has, you know, probably hundreds of little countries. North America has how many countries? Three. Canada, the United States of America, and Mexico. Oh, okay. Why? There's more you're trying to claim? Hawaii's it's part of America, idiot. I did not say Hawaii was not a part of America. So what's the other one then? I'm just trying to put all this together right now because it makes Peru is the gateway to the South American continent. You were you good in geography when yeah. you were in high school? Yeah, what's the other country? I didn't say there was. I was just saying okay I was agreeing with you trying to put this all together considering your point makes absolutely no sense. No, well my point is this. But it's okay if you could watch, you know, Friday night uh, Slovenian hockey or whatever the heck you watch. I'm watching that incognito, not tweeting about it. You're going out of your way to watch the soccer here. So watch you're what? going out of your way to Shut watch up. a bunch Shut of up. players Shut up for a that second. nobody even knows about. Shut up for a second. Do you watch the MLS? Yes. You don't watch it as much as I see it. You don't watch it as much as this, and that's wrong. I don't, and the MLS isn't on right now. It's not season, so it's... Uh, it kicks it's the off at the beginning of March, okay? Okay, but it's off-season, so why would I be right. watching? Okay, right well, now? I just want to see you watching it as much as you're watching the UEFA. All right, you know what? <laughs> Fine. So now in the control room when there's MLS games, we'll watch MLS games. Oh, it depends what's on. Absolutely not. You bring your you iPad. Want, you want me to watch more MLS? We'll watch more MLS together. I'm just saying, don't be a clown. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to lose an NFL team to London. Yeah. This has nothing to do with losing an NFL team to London. If you can't, if you can't understand the way I just and laid it out this, for you, and look at this WFAN newsroom area. They just even put on the game. Yeah, that's because that's uh, a guy named Casey who is clearly gambling on the game right now. Well, because he's still, he needs to get his itch out. Well, he's still he's still supporting. So no, that's it's that's different. That's way different. So what if Second I had, all, what if I had money on the game? Then it's okay. We're gonna get to that right now, Joe. Okay, I have to ask you: Do you have a gambling problem? <laughs> do you have a gambling problem? Um. I don't think I do. Okay, well, Joe, explain to me this. Since football has ended, uh, I've been working with you in the control room. Why do you feel the need to gamble on meaningless college basketball games nonstop? It's like, I don't know what's gotten into you lately, but I don't know if it's that full-time money's really kicking in on you. But you're, uh, you're gambling hold on, a lot before you now. go any further, it's definitely not the full-time money. That, okay. That's not helping my gambling. So, I just want to know why. Why are you gambling on, like, Xavier Marquette? Oh, that's a good Big East matchup. I understand. Why are you gambling on stuff like this now? Why are you not waiting until the tournament? Why are you gambling um, and not just waiting until, like, hey, you know what? Sunday I'm going to place a good parlay. It's every night now. Yeah, it's every I'm night. I'm starting to get concerned. Uh, I was thinking about that, too, actually, because it is it has been every night that I've been putting a few shekels on each game. Um, I think it helps me focus more. It gets me into the mix. It allow, allows me to really hone in on uh, the college basketball scene. No, hone in, huh? So that means you can't watch anything without gambling on it, but you can watch UEFA without a problem. Maybe I'm gambling on this, too. No, you're not. You can't. No, you're not. You can gamble on anything. Second of all, we closed out last week with uh, what I thought was a very funny segment. Uh, myself, 
you, and DA, of course, going through each with a copy of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, which is just fantastic. One uh, one nugget I found interesting there, though, when DAS is our favorite uh, swimsuit models of all time, you really couldn't rattle off one because apparently this was like the first time ever you looked at a swimsuit edition? I mean, it's not the first time ever, but I I usually don't get the swimsuit edition or, you know, I'm not a subscriber of SI, so I don't get you the You never magazine. bought it? Friend never had it in high school, nothing like that? No, you check yeah, it out? yeah, I mean, friends have had it, I peruse through it. That's about it. I'm not like, oh, who's this one? And then, you know, keep her in the back of my mind. See, I find that interesting. So did you ever, you know, have any magazines you hid from your parents? Because we've talked about how strict your mother is. Doesn't want the Trojans in the room. Uh, no, I definitely haven't. Have uh, you ever had, you know, like a Playboy, a penthouse, anything under the mattress, something like that? No. No. Really? Why? You well, used to be fat, Joe, so you weren't pulling girls like you were now. Yeah, I used to be fat, Joe. That definitely wasn't happening back in the day. Well, I guess it's because uh, like I it- grew up with the technology, so I ran right to the uh, websites. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> didn't, I didn't need I didn't need the magazines. See, I find this sad. I do because I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the technology. Hey, who doesn't love the Samsung screen I have right now? You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that being said, is this what's happening to ki- kids your age and younger? They don't even uh, they don't even look through a good uh, good magazine. Yeah, yeah. What's the What's the point? You know, you got it on your phone. You pull it up on your phone, and away we go. You know, a magazine never got a virus. You get one of those phone viruses, no problem. You know what? Knock on wood, I've never had the phone virus. Is that even possible? Can your phone get a virus? It can. Now, I wonder, do you wait, think... Wait, 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 wait. It can. So has your phone ever gotten a virus? I'm not going to comment on that. So that definitely means that you've maybe once or twice looked at some things you shouldn't have been looking at, and you've got a virus. About two years ago, I got a bad virus on my phone, okay? <laughs> uh, From, bad virus. I, I, I was looking it, at something... Um, you know, somebody sent me uh, a, f- a good video, if you will. Okay. Um, I'm not going to use any words here I shouldn't use. Bottom line is this. Something popped up like, uh, ba 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 you have this virus or whatever. So essentially, I'm trying to X out of what I can. My phone's basically locking up. I couldn't figure it out. I basically brought it to my wife and said, I was on ESPN.com. I don't know what happened here. Uh, she got out of it, never noticed. But yeah, I had a virus because of that. And what what happened to the phone? Did you, like, lose contacts? Did uh, no- the, the battery life went to crap. Like, it would just, like, die instantly, wouldn't take charges and stuff. So I brought it, uh, holding my breath to the manufacturer, or whatever they call it, the, uh... The, the store? The phone hospital. No, there's, like, two... Every phone is a... Like, every phone company has phone stores. There were, like, <sighs> two... As Joe looks over my shoulder, back at that OEFA here. I mean, Messi is just phenomenal. What a goal. Yeah, he's nothing compared to Mark Messier. <laughs> Bottom line is this. There's a couple of these phone stores they take care of it. Luckily, they didn't say, uh, I got it from, you know watching anything I shouldn't have been watching. So you learn your lesson, or you still sometimes happen to go to the phone? I learned my lesson, and before I let you go, no, I didn't actually learn my lesson. <laughs> Who are you kidding? What did you think of this Kurt Rambis story that's coming out, that Kurt Rambis is quote-unquote liking photos of pornographic nature, uh, and now this guy's supposed to be the head coach of the Knicks. Do we have a problem with this? Kurt, not a good look, my man. It's not, not a, a good look. Like, you sh- you could do things in private. You don't have to be liking anything. You know what I mean? There's absolutely no reason to be liking pictures of that nature, following uh, porn stars or any any scandalous accounts. I mean, there's always around that, Kurt. Simply, you know, how about making a fake Twitter, random Twitter? You want you like all you want on that. Don't Joe, use like, your own. I like that theory. How many celebrities and athletes do you think have fake Twitters to do that kind of thing? So many. So many. I think so many have them just to, like, 
peruse and stalk their other celebrities or other athletes. I like that theory, Joe. I might create a fake Twitter. I may or may not have a fake Twitter. Are you saying you have a fake Twitter right now? Maybe. Have you tried trolling me on Twitter? I could have been one of those trolls that have called you fat and have some sick disease or something like that. You're going to have me thinking now how many of these people, and you can always tell by the egg, right? Somebody with an egg is definitely a phony. And that's the thing. An egg face, they're not real. They got egg in their face. And you got to ask him, sir, is this some kind of yolk? <laughs> you get it? That was an egg joke. Yeah, Eggs I got yolk. it. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up now because Joe has to continue watching a game nobody cares about here at 4 in the afternoon East Coast time. Well, what is it, like uh, midnight over in Europe? Uh, Six-hour difference, so it's like, what, 10 p.m.? 10 p.m. They should be going to bed now. You're, I could, if we did a poll right now, there'd probably be more listeners who are actually watching this game or have watched this game. So I don't know why you keep on hating on this. I'll tell you again, it all comes back to the NFL in London. Which makes absolutely no sense and just infuriates me. So I'm not even going to get that conversation back going. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for the Remission Granted Podcast. You can follow Joe D on Twitter uh, at his real Twitter at? At Joe D CBS. And at your fake Twitter? Nice try. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter at MarazCBS. Have a great weekend, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.